Hello and welcome to uh, Sky Pirate Podcast Ways Episode 5, Star Space Edition. Da, 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 da. You know, I've got a, a line of boys, a menagerie of boys with me here. We've got Kevin Stott. Kevin, do an impression of Jar Jar Binks immediately after finding out he wasn't going to be in a new movie. Oh no! Me so not the movie! Okay. Uh, good, we also good. have Joey Vandeveld. <laughs> we also have Joey Vandeveld. Joey, do an impersonation of the Wilhelm scream, except very curious, like he just found out about a really cool fact. Yo, I'm the Wilhelm scream. I just found out about a curious fact. Hey, forget about it. The, cu- the curious Wilhelm scream sound is the noise from uh, the Home Improvement intro. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's that's and, uh, a golden opportunity that I missed right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, we have Max, cooler than Han Solo, damage in the building here. Okay, Max, uh, I want you to do an impersonation of uh, Han Solo being cryogenically frozen. All right, great job, Max. <laughs> 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 All right, so as you can tell by our intro here, uh, we're very excited about the new movie coming out. You know, Harrison Ford's in it, everyone's happy. It's the theatrical re release of Indiana Jones and the King of the Crystal Skull. And uh, you guys went and saw it, I, I heard. What were your favorite parts? I, dr- I, dressed, up as, I dressed up as Shia LaBeouf, uh, and I had a lot of monkeys suck on me. Nice. That was my costume. <laughs> What about you, Joey? What was my favorite part of the new Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked the intro credits. That's about it. They were they were simple. They they were very quick to the point. Um, and yeah, then I left. I got everything mm. that I needed to get. I like the Crystal Skull, and also when they rode the motorbike. Yeah, those sure. are two good things. What about the fridge part? That's pretty good, isn't it, Max? Oh no, I was I was thinking about Citizen Kane. Sorry, <laughs> I get them mistaken. Excuse, I, I can see how you can get those confused. Yeah, yeah. I really liked the end credits. That was my favorite bit. Yeah, no, fair enough. Did you get Not to, the start. You get to find out who worked on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I wanna you know have a second to think about those people and the time they put in into making a generally terrible film. And how many of them actually died. Yeah. Because <laughs> that does happen. That's what credits are for. So we can those, remember the fallen. All those people died. It's like a memorial wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sky all right. podcasts well, always get dark for a little bit. They get a bit too yeah, real. We're real. We're, yeah. We're like the reboot of Sky Pirate Podcast Aways, where it's just really gritty. Yeah, <laughs> gritty reboot. It's Lovely. always raining. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we all doing, boys? We going good? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Merry happy, guys. Very good. Yeah, it's it's it's, right. cre- it's Kringles. It's, it's, it's Kringle uh, time. Almost life day. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost life day. Ah, who else? Who else is ready for five minutes of Wookies just groaning at each other? Yes, please. <laughs> Has anyone actually seen the Star Wars Christmas special? No, I have. My God, it's uh, isn't it the best? It's definitely it's definitely a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part is where it just gets real 
fucked up in like the Jefferson Starship music video. <laughs> they just play a Jefferson and... Starfish music video, and then like a uh, an Imperial officer is just watching the computer screen. He's got this like shit eating grin on his face. He's just enjoying <laughs> Jefferson Starfish. I, I haven't Starfish. seen it. Starship, sorry. I haven't seen it because yeah. I'm genuinely worried it will depreciate the value of the other films. Yeah, no. If it, anything, it I think it makes them more enjoyable because you're like, well, at least it's not the Star Wars holiday special, <laughs> even if you're watching The Phantom Menace. Yeah, no, The the Phantom Menace is a breath of fresh air compared to, compared to this thing. <laughs> so, you, you know, you know That's it's really That's the first bad. time I've heard Phantom Menace complimented in right? such a way. <laughs> oh, Specifically wow. as a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you just walk out of that movie theater and you're just floating on a cloud. You're like, ah, that was great. I'm yeah. on cloud nine. Ah, topical. What a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we should probably talk about video games, yeah, right? Yeah, what, what, what have we all been up to? What have we been doing, boys and gentlefolk? I tried to play... I tried to play, uh... I got... Oh, sh- I don't remember what it's called. Stuff was Dark Forces, the like right. FPS oh, that yeah. came out at the same time as, or, like around like Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, lovely! I genuinely played that as well this week. I oh. couldn't like the mouse speed was really low, so I had a tough time with it. It was good though. You walked around. There were lots of secrets. Like the the world was very open, and you could just walk around and just open doors anywhere, and there were stormtroopers so, and stuff. Is it just like a doom shooter? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Yeah, I can dig that. I combed through all the sound effects for uh, sound effects for the Star Wars game as well. Yeah, nice one. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, cool. So that's all. Like you've just been doing Star Wars binge then. I did that, and recently I picked up because i've been playing that uh taking my free shots at the 3ds claw game every day (laughs) i uh i've been doing i should get pokemon picross actually do it right now let the beautiful let the beautiful audience that's free as well um but i've been playing the kingdom hearts 3d which i got pretty soon as it came out, but I didn't finish it because I got stuck on uh, Spelican, which is some is a wizard that's a pelican who's <laughs> the boss of uh, Fantasia world. <laughs> right. And I couldn't beat him. And then I forgot how all the game works. And so I started again. Yep, sure. But it's got some, like, in terms of its world, it's got some... It's got some neat stuff, like especially like the Fantasia worlds are great because they're like the all Fantasia has is like really colorful, interesting environments, and so it's able to just port those directly over, have the you know make the same like color choices and stuff, and it looks great. And they get a bunch of like they get uh, some obscure stuff in there. There's a world based on yeah. like a comic of. Like Mickey, Donald, and Goofy being the Three Musketeers. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Uh, now like... remind me, because the the Kingdom Hearts games get rather muddled in terms of protagonists. Is this one like a Sora one or a Roxas one, or is it more of a an this Elton one... John one? Because I know he was introduced recently. Yeah, the Elton John world. 
<laughs> he yeah. the dream drop distance happens in between. Uh boy, it happens after <laughs> two. I think. I think it happens after two. There's some Fuck, part okay. where Sora and Sora and Riku have just done something, and then they get trapped in like a dark world. But then they get out, and then then Yen Sid, who is like Mickey's teacher, who's the like wizard from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, is like, okay, it's time to teach you guys to be Keyblade Masters, and so they have to, like, do a bunch of challenges, but they're all, it's like a dream or something, so it's kind of, it's separated out from everything, it's just like a test they have to do. What, what the fuck? Yeah, what was the, really what was the I know, like, the a game? lot. It's, it's a King dream drop 3D distance. dream drop distance, because that's, like, the 3Ds, Why? I guess. Okay. <laughs> Because Japan, dream. Yeah, like, I can usually think. I think I'm pretty good at deciphering narratives. Like I'm, I'm a big Metal Gear fan. Yeah. But what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I think Metal, Metal Gear like makes like has like a timeline where like things happen. And Kingdom Hearts yeah. is just yeah. whatever. Every day it wakes up and decides it's going to be a different thing. <laughs> I generally, really, genuinely, really liked Max's confusion and just. I could see him breaking a little bit there. I, well, so I really they've got, enjoyed they've that. They've got weird names. There's a other DS one that's like Kingdom Hearts, three hundred fifty-eight and a half days. <laughs> really? Like it's just all just garbage. It's Kingdom so Hearts stupid. re semicolon coded. Do they just pull out a dictionary and just flip through and point at a word and then just do that over and over? It's oh, we got a lot of D's today. I think I, I think Dream they drop. were big fans of the Naked Gun movies, but they didn't know they were called. <laughs> they didn't understand. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, that's a cool name. We're going to call this one Kingdom Hearts One and a Half." Because that's neat. <laughs> half the fun. Oh, one and a half. Times. Yeah, yeah. One and a half, one times, and a half the times the fun. <laughs> It's got you playing anything else, Kevin, other than utter... Excuse me. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't mean to say rules. it's bad. It's, just... it's Kingdom Hearts. You get little, you get oh. little like animal dudes, and you level them up, and then you you're they're like Tamagotchis as well. Ooh, comes I like that a, sort of shit. It comes with an AR card that <laughs> so you can put it on your table and pretend that these little animal dudes are, are in the real world, and you can give them treats and stuff. Fantastic. And after that, I'm just going to go back to my Chow Garden. Oh my gosh. I don't need no Kingdom Hearts. As long as you've got your little blue Chows. Yeah, that's all I need in my life. <laughs> oh, I don't need, I don't need love. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Sonic, Sonic guys. Or Sega. Yeah, the Sonic. I never ever heard it pronounced, so I always assumed it was K.O. Or K.O. I saw a lot of... K.O. is uh, kind of a cooler name. It makes them sound really tough, like they're going to kill you. <laughs> I saw there were... A lot of sprite sheets around with lots of different chairs in them. Yeah, right. When mm-hmm. I was doing my internet rounds. Your, your daily internet <laughs> you rounds. You finished serving. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I did my time. <laughs> my, my tour of duty. And we salute mm. you. It's and got a... The, Kingdom Hearts 3D has got a, a weird mechanic in it in that... You'll you'll be playing. You play as both as Sora and Rock. No, Sora and Riku. And Rock every like man. three minutes, it the game's just like, oh, you're gonna swap now. <laughs> you just have like this timer that runs out, and then it just kicks you to the other guy, who like you go to the same worlds, but you 
can only access different areas and stuff. It's so weird. Why? Well, I think part of it is it probably does... It probably helps to, like, moderate, like, play sessions. Because as a mobile game, you want those to be shorter. And it gives you a good kind of breaking off point and, like, a fresh point to start again. Hmm. Okay. I mean that that's a that's like a an apologist kind of just I'm make it up <laughs> thing that I just came up with, but because it seems like a lot of the Kingdom Hearts games just have like weird mechanics that don't seem to be in the sake of fun, but are just weird and much like their narratives, just confusing, like the you know card system from um, Chains of Memories. Stuff yeah, well, like this that. this one's got like a weird little card battle mini game in it as well. You can you can pit your uh, your little dream animals against another guy's, and you have like cards and you add them together and stuff. It's fun. Right. I, I enjoy it. Oh, but, that's the uh, main. Thing, you know, right? I'm glad you do. I'm glad <laughs> Good, someone enjoys you. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, they've got. We need a representative. They've got such hot. They got. They have Trevor's Town from the first one, and it has the guy, the characters from uh, the other DS game that the Kingdom Hearts team did, The World Ends With You, which was really good, and it was had a very distinct style, and it was had like you'd dress you'd dress up, and you'd want to like be in different fashions when you were in different parts of Tokyo to get like boosts and mm. stuff. And you'd eat food, and there was, like, rest XP and stuff. It was really, like, in-depth. <laughs> Again, that sounds like a Metal Gear theme, because how they kept sort of expanding and going into new territory, like with Metal Gear Solid 3, how all of a sudden you had to eat food and oh, pull yeah. bullets out of your body. Wasn't and... Metal Gear Solid 3 absolutely fantastic, though, with that? I don't know, I thought it kind of... Yeah, it was great. I yeah, that was yeah. fun. Worked perfectly. Yeah. Mm. I mean, did... it was a little bit repetitive to have to keep pulling bullets out of yourselves and yeah, like, sure. using yeah. cigars on slugs. You and can stuff, definitely see why they like sort of jettisoned those mechanics yeah, yeah. later on, because it was mm. basically just busy work. There wasn't a lot of sort of thought going into how to remove a bullet. That you know, the yeah, fifth sure. time you do it. And also, Metal Gear Solid Four was a movie, so yeah, sure. There was wasn't really many gameplay mechanics going on there. You know, damn fine movie, but um. Have you been playing anything else, Kevin? That's all I can think of. Okay. Nicely, nicely. What, what about, about you, Joey? Me? I, I've actually only been... I've been playing a little Heroes and Generals um, and Nuclear Throne. I got, I've been playing that pretty hardcore since Ooh. the Steam release, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I've been playing that too. Have you done any loops yet? What's a loop? <laughs> uh, when you finish it and start from World 1 again, but... Oh, heavens can... no. I've, I haven't been able to get very far at all. I okay. only just started playing it for the first time once it was released. Oh, right, yeah. Well, I've had practice, but I still can't manage to get any loops. I've got a bit of a competition happening mm. with, with a friend, but um, I think I'm just really bad at it. I can get up to the second last boss, and if I do beat him with uh, a little bit of luck... The um, I run out of ammo at the actual throne itself. So, um, Jeez, that's yeah, a bummer. The, dude, the game is the game is super tough, but um, yeah, it's real hard. It's been I, it's been I a real can fun. Get up to that first snow bit. 
Yeah, so the boss of that section is is nothing like you've fought before. This thing just keeps disappearing and reappearing and bullets everywhere and uh, you got the cops that get summoned in as well um, during that fight. This would make it super interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, that game's that game's a ton of fun. Um, it's been really nice to see because I I I got it when like really early on in development, so it's been fun seeing everything that they've added in, um, all the nice little touches and all the sounds and and stuff like yeah. that. And, yeah, that's that's a ton of fun. That game for anyone that hasn't had a chance to check it out, please do. Um, it's a fun little time waster, um, fun roguelike. Looks shooter. great too, like that. It really um, does. Do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel like it gets repetitive at all? How you have to like every time you restart, you get better and better at the earlier parts of the game, but it starts to become kind of a chore to go through those earlier parts. You know, do it you ever does, feel that way about it? Yeah, it does, especially when you're really trying to beat a friend's score, um, and you just feel yeah. like you're, you know, really fighting an uphill battle against nothing. But there's some little tricks <laughs> that you can do that completely skip out sections. Um, I see. So, like for example, if you uh, very first stage, if you don't kill anyone and pick up all the like chests and, and such, it'll immediately spawn the first boss, you kill him, you go to a cool underwater stage, and it'll skip you to the se- uh, the next boss without having oh, to do really the, cool. the filler in between. So um, The only kind of downside right. to that is you don't get your level up mutations, which uh, yeah. really kind of change gameplay and everything, depending on what kind of character mm. you're going to be running with. Um, so there's stuff you can do like that, but no, I, I don't know. It's it's fun as a little time waste, especially if you've got some competitions going. And I think the current there's current uh, world records for X times looped and with what character. So that's pretty neat to check out. Mm. Yeah, and even if there is a little bit of repetition, it just stylistically it just looks and sounds and feels fucking awesome. Yeah. Like just the, as soon as you start the sick ass drum beat that's going and like the screen's shaking wildly as you shoot things, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels really cool. Um, there was, I believe, I never actually saw it. I only saw a word of it, but uh, there was a joke development build that went out with a uh, six hundred times screen shake. On. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that would have been absolutely fun. I saw a, I saw a tweet from them where on the uh, PlayStation version. You can go into options and there's a slider for there's a slider for the screen shake that you can scroll <laughs> out past the bar to like two hundred percent. I'm curious to see what the options are in the in the PC version. Hmm. Have you been playing much else, Joey? Um, what else have I done? I back to I went back to the Star Wars Uprising. On iPad, I got a cool stormtrooper outfit. I got that stormtrooper outfit too. Nice one. We look dapper. Um, they they buckled. They buckled and they put uh, lightsabers in. That yeah, I saw. Oh, that, wow. that's, that's for level fifty or something, right? That's all the like. The only thing that was ever happening in the chat was people asking where they could get a lightsaber. Right. <laughs> and in like, it's kind of. In, like, the space where the thing is, like, the game's supposed to be set in, like, the time period, there just, there shouldn't be any Jedis there. And so they call it, like, oh, you can get Force user powers and use Force user weapons. Really? Yeah. Well, like, it's is really there a, weak. Is there a specific trainer for Force users? 
I don't know. I haven't. I haven't got it. I haven't seen any of the stuff from it. Okay. I've just I don't been. Think, I don't think it's in yet. I've just been grind. I've been grinding and upgrading my gear because I haven't been able to do the story because it's too hard. Yeah, that's the same with me. But I'm only like level nineteen, so um, I'm, I, I'm I managed. Or wow. Okay. I managed to pick up a um, legendary. Uh, what do you call it? Legendary pants, not the actual cosmetic ones. The <laughs> Um, decent ones that you can use, so I was pretty stoked with that. It looks like I'm not using any other armor until later on, but yeah. I was excited to get, because I, I thought I was going to be able to break that scout trooper down into the crystals I needed to upgrade my stormtrooper stuff, but they were tier 2 crystals, so I couldn't do Oh, it. wow. Okay. But I, I think in the future they're bringing in stuff so you can break the crystals down and then you'll be able to... Yeah. Break big ones into small ones to upgrade your low stuff. I don't know if you found, but like when I first started playing the game before the big update that hit recently, it was a lot easier, right? Yeah, they they increased it. It was part of so the build that they first put out was pretty easy and we we both played that one, but like immediately after that, like internally, they increased it because they wanted it to be really hard. Yeah, cool. Or have like have the option to you know when you're taking on those high level missions that are close to the same rating that you are, that yeah. it'll be really difficult to beat them, because before there never really ended up being any challenge because even like that, sure. the hardest one, the hardest one that you could do was still going to be pretty easy. So yeah, they've yeah. kind of they've raised it so you you can you know if you're good at it you can try and punch above your weight to get stuff. Yeah, sure. Like that's definitely something where I came back to and I was like, "Whoa, this is a, you know com- feels completely different." Um, as yeah, still as far as a free to play iPad game with in-app purchases, this game is pretty good. Um, it's worth checking out. Anyone? Yeah, the way it. you guys talk about it, it's like you could basically be talking about like a Destiny or a Diablo or something. Yeah, it no, it's like it's like a little Diablo clone. It's really nice. Um, you do these kind of like little instances of you know missions and stuff and i believe you can play it all multiplayer as well right yeah there's uh online co-op sweet you can help me do all my scrub missions for sure um <laughs> i also get um those boku disney bucks every time i talk about it so ching making <laughs> bank <laughs> but yeah that's um that's all i've been playing nothing else to report uh got some other stuff in the works that I'll be able to talk about in the upcoming weeks, but uh, other than Ooh. that, yeah, nothing. What about Mr. Max Damage? How have you been? Yeah, I was actually going to say I got a new phone. I, I dropped my old new phone, and so I got a new new phone, and I, you guys talk about Star Wars Ups- Uprising, so I actually downloaded it. But I find... Well. Well, I did actually... I downloaded a whole bunch of games trying them out, but I find that with free-to-play mobile games, I often just get bogged down in the first 10 minutes and then just give up. Because yeah, it's right. always that same thing of, like, I just want to get to the game. Let's and they... try. Um, dungeon something or other. <laughs> um, something about... It was something about dungeons. I can't remember. <laughs> it, Very, it that's a... good. It must it have been cartoony good. art styles and something about, oh, hey, we'll give you your first hero for free, but then later you'll have to use, like, dungeon bucks or whatever uh, it is. Wait, so is this, a, is this a phone after you... Did, 
Did you break your Windows phone and got new I one? did. I did. How long did you have it for? <laughs> Probably about a week. Yeah, wow. Good work. <laughs> good work, buddy. Man, my my phone is like rock solid. I went drinking with my a couple of my bosses a couple of weeks ago, and I dropped my phone into the toilet. Yeah, that does happen. Uh, oh, wow. And it's still working fine. It's gone for days. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, what happened was the screen hit the side of a ladder, and um, yeah, that was it. So... It's very, it's, it's really hard to find a case for a Windows phone because they're not sure. that, that common. I don't, so I don't have a, a case for my Xperia either. But yeah, um, well, can... I used to, I used to have an iPhone 4S and I dropped that thing all the time. Yeah, it was fine. So I think it's just what the casing's made out yeah, of and sure. what it lands on. Mm. But um, apart from that, I'm kind of treading water at the moment because I'm sort of, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sort of hanging out for the Steam holiday sale, which sure. I think starts up after christmas i'm not sure um i think it starts today is what i heard starts today yeah because there's a couple of things i i really want to pick up and play before the end of the year i'm really hoping dying light goes on sale yeah fair enough Um, i haven't checked that out either yeah joey you were talking about elite dangerous i'm really hoping that'll drop a bit and if it doesn't i'll just buy it anyway so (laughs) i'm just hanging out for those things but i did play this week a bit of uh, early access survival game on Steam called Stranded Deep. I have seen Stranded Deep. Yeah, it's it's really pretty. It's like a sort of uh, these. You basically spawn on a little life raft in a sort of tropical archipelago of little desert islands, and the idea is you'll you know go to an island and you'll chop down different plants and things to make different tools and rafts and buildings and stuff. Um, it was quite exciting at first. I probably played it for about two hours, three hours. It was a very nice-looking place. Like, it has yeah. a real sort of sense of atmosphere and everything. And the presentation in those regards is really good. But I sort of hit a wall about three hours in where I kind of realized there's not much more for me to do. Yeah, sure. I don't know. It's... I don't know if you guys have played a lot of these sort of games, but yeah. it feels like I've kind of experienced all the content, which is really unfortunate because I like the sort of the foundations that they've built. But unfortunately, I do have uh, lots of experience in these games. You may have seen my Steam recommendations, Kevin. Uh, survival games that it always pops up that I oh, should sure. check out. Um, but yeah, it, it always seems, especially for the early access games, it's. They're still, yeah, there's not a whole lot of uh, things to do. The only thing that I can speak that is a little bit different is Ark. Um, that has yeah, the, the dinosaur one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it for a long time with a, with a friend. I've st- I haven't played it for a long time now, but when it first came out, I put, you know, 400 hours or so into it. Yeah, um, right. That actually, yeah, I think that's quite far along because I think it just yeah. launched on Xbox One as well. Yeah, there's even more, you know, things in it now. They've got, you know, there's there's raids that you can do and take down these, you know, if you get all these specific crystals from all around the island, you can take them to this pillar and summon this giant boss that, you know, you know, take on with your dinosaurs and other yeah. players that you're with and... Yeah, um, yeah, it's I, a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not sure how much more I'd play around with that genre, like personally, just because yeah. I think what it's not really something that I'm that interested in. I think the reason I went for that game though was it kind of that um, sort of tropical, you know, desert island setting. Actually, I kind of realized in retrospect reminded me of a Unity engine demo that I played years yeah, ago. Right. 
that was like a similar sort of like place there was nothing in there it was sort of you just walked around these islands and you could swim from one to the next one i think you had a gun or something there wasn't really anything you could do but i i got it working on my mum's mac at the time and i just played it heaps because i didn't really have much else to do and it was about the best looking like sort of game that i'd ever seen yeah sure (laughs) And so I spent hours just sort of, you know, doing nothing in these islands. And, you know, now I, I paid 12 bucks to do the same thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, apart from that, oh, I actually did also play uh, the latest Call of Duty, had a free weekend. Right. And I kind of thought I'll play that for free. And, um, yeah, that was really fun. I mean, I, I don't think I'd buy it, but... It was def- you can they've got jetpacks in Call of Duty now, so you can oh. jetpack around while you shoot people. Fun. Um, so are you playing? Is this Black Ops Three? Black Ops Three, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Black <laughs> Ops Three. That sounds right. But it's it. You know, I think it, Advanced Warfare also had jet jetpack fun times as well. Yeah. You know, it's the one with the um, levels where you run around and shoot other people, and then they call you like oh, racist or homophobic yeah. names. <laughs> yeah. Love you know me. that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I know, I that's know that the, one. That's the one with Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Kevin Spacey was racist in that game. Jeez. <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, that's his. Kevin Spacey plays in the game uh, like a kind of uh, a company, like written NPC who behaves like an online player. Yeah. <laughs> you die and he looks at you and he goes, lol, noob. And 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 Put that's balls in your face. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really confronting. But yeah, that's that's about all I've been playing. What about you, Jace? Oh, little old me. Um, I've been playing a a little game called. Uh, I've I've been having a Wii U week, as we call it in the <laughs> business. I've been uh, playing Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Oh, lovely. And, uh, that's it. Yeah. I mean, if you've played the uh, Super Mario 3D World. Captain Toad levels, uh, you know what they are. They're like little, kind of like little puzzle boxes of, uh, that you have to run around. It's all very charming, much like 3D World, and you, you solve little puzzles. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, a lot of people have complaints about it being very short, but uh, at the moment, there's a lot of collectibles you can do. Um, if you know me at all. Very short. What's that? I don't think it was very short. What? It kind of appears... Oh, like... you have it? Yeah, I, I I got it for Jacinta. Um, hmm. It seemed it seemed kind of short at the start, at like because the levels come in like books, and I finished the yeah. first book. And I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like a lot, but then it turns out there's three books and then like a hmm. bunch of bonus levels. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I'm still on um I'm on the third book at the moment, so I haven't finished it just yet. But I've been having a lot of fun with it, and also uh. If you know me at all, you know you'll know my strong anti-amiibo stance. <laughs> um, but uh, anti-amiibo Tracker has... stance. Do you know what an amiibo is, Max? I do know what an amiibo is. Uh, I don't know I how you could not love them. They don't do anything. They just they just stand there, and you can put them on your your console if you want. But put it's, it's unlike Skyland. I, that... I would argue that putting them on your console is a thing you can do with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not the functionality isn't super exciting. Yeah, you know, well, in, like something like in, Skylanders. In, you know, 
in Cap and Toad is definitely not. I wish I had gotten there like before you, because like to tell you that the amiibo stuff for Captain Toad is not really interesting. It's the most interesting for me because I am a completionist and I want to get all the collectibles. So what happens when you put your your, your Toad amiibo that I had to buy? I bought it in the same store, I bought Captain Toad, and the guy looked at me funny like, is this guy some kind of big Toad fan or something? Does he just really like Toads? Oh, you're one of those Toad fans, right. Yeah, toadies. I had my Toad t-shirt on, it said Toad is number one. Yeah, they call them Toadies. Toadsters. <laughs> toad boys. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm a Toadie. You come in no, with, yeah, your, but if you slap it, with your Toad cap that? and your Toad t-shirt. You got your toad shoes. Put yeah. your toad there, on the like I've got my diaper on and my vest without a t-shirt. There's like a gross <laughs> go. half, like fish, half frog looking things called toadies, isn't there? I once ended no up idea. I once ended up in charge of looking after some kid that I didn't know for some reason. <laughs> and he was way into uh, killing these like gross fish by squashing them with a rock. And like I was, I was like I, I didn't like I was there with like people from my school, and I assumed that he was like one of their parents. Was this had, a like, fever a dream? <laughs> Maybe. But I was walking along, and I ended up with these kids behind me who, like, I guess they just decided like. Telling their parents, oh, can we go up the beach? This guy will take us. I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. <laughs> anyway, it was it was gross and I didn't like that kid. And that was Kevin's uh, short-lived career as a park ranger. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jace, how's the... I always get a bit confused with the Nintendo aesthetic, like what demographic they're aiming for. How's the difficulty on Captain Toad? Um, I mean, it it gets fairly difficult, some of the puzzles. Uh, yeah. Mostly the special collectibles that you can find in the levels are a bit tougher to find. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you were, say, a child, you could probably make it through, through that yeah, game. Can, but I think you're thing. underestimating children. Children are very good at video games. Yeah. Generally, at least I was when I was a kid. I used to be able to beat the Mega Mans and everything. Now I can't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Generally, also, Captain Toad is easier than uh, something like Super Mario 3D World, but they both... Yeah. Uh, you know, this team, like the Mario A team, who's been working on Galaxy and uh, 3D World and... Captain Toad, they're kind of known for... They start with a bunch of, like, easy, accessible stuff, but there is a bunch of, like, hardcore levels that are really difficult in there, if you want them. Yeah, that's mm. good. But I, I think either way, the, the levels are very well designed, and even if, they're, they're always a joy to go through. I always enjoy them. But um, what I wanted to talk about was uh, with Captain Toad is that every time, maybe you'll agree with me here, Kevin, mm-hmm. but every time you start a level, like it has the like little Looney Tunes, like black, the, the circle, and then it goes, whoop, you know, like that kind of thing. Okay. And, uh, every time, yeah. Okay, I'm told, oh God. <laughs> every time you, you uh, start up, Toad's like, he's like mentally preparing himself or something, like he's shuffling around. But every time a level starts, I always think he's like, it looks like he's zipping up his pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, 
so it seems so I just imagine every level starts with Toad taking a leak and then he's alright, like, alright, let's go. I'm ready to go. Wipes his nose with his thumb. Let's get to it. He's ready to track some treasure now. <laughs> yeah. It's all business. Uh other than that, all I've been playing is um I bought uh uh Bayonetta one and two on the Wii U. Mm. And uh I have a I I own Bayonetta one on on the PS3. I have the, the like special edition with all this shit in it, but I've never really played it. I guess I never really gave it a chance. So I've played been playing Bayonetta on the Wii U, and I really like it. It um, you know, uh, as is usual of platinum games and also Hideki Kami games. Mm-hmm. It's it's very stylish, uh, very cool. The character is cool, and it's it's really fun to play. But this is something I wanted to ask you guys about because uh, Bayonetta has like a lot of games uh, has a ranking system for each level. Like, you know, you'll finish a level and depending on your time or how well you do, you'll get like an A or a B rank or whatever. But uh, when I'm playing that game on normal, uh, you're playing it and uh, in like all... I feel very cool as I'm playing it. I'm like, yeah, look at me. I'm stringing these combos (laughs) together. The music's on. I look at... I'm moving around and stuff. But every time I finish a level, I get the lowest rank. And it's like (laughs) the stone metal of a fat man falling <laughs> over, and he goes, oh, jeez, and it's like, well, I, I'm always a believer in, like, you know, you make your own fun, you do it, you don't, a game isn't about playing by the rules, it's about having fun, but that inspires me to think, well, am I playing this game right, if it keeps giving me <laughs> these shitty medals, am I meant to be, like, some sort of expert, it's like, it's not encouraging for me, it's <sighs> like, if, like, you finished having sex with someone, and they were just like, it's all right. Like, <laughs> they gave you, they gave you a medal of a man falling over. Good effort. It's no yeah, S rank, go. Here's but... that. Leave my house. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it would be worse if they gave you, like, positive encouragement that didn't sound real. They were like, good for you. <laughs> you know, well done. You had sex with me and we both had a good time. It was just, it's a weird thing. I'd like, there's no, there's no reason I can see for those rankings to even exist in those kind of games. Because in, uh, you know, in the same genre for a different game, it just, your reward is you just go to the next level. It doesn't need to rank you. I, I guess the idea is, so you replay the levels. It encourages you to replay them. Mm. But in a game like Bayonetta, where the set pieces are really cool and elaborate and they're cool to watch. It's not as cool to play through them the second time and it's not as much fun. So it, I don't want to play through the levels again, but at the same time it makes me feel like I'm playing the game shittily or something. It's a weird choice. It's a bummer that that's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. I can just ignore it, but it just makes me feel like a dickhead when all I get at the end of every level is a fat man falling over. It's is a... that is that an official rank? Yeah, that, that is the lowest of the low rank at every yeah. single level. I get it, except for the tutorial level. They were like, "Good job, Jace. You get a level. Uh, you get a you get a trophy of a sexy lady." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at this sexy lady." But now I'm just getting fat men. I'm <laughs> gonna get you. It's not fair. I'm gonna commission a a, a physical medal of this fat guy falling over. <laughs> yeah, just like in life, that's my rank. Yeah. Like, that's what you get at the end. I'll be up in Heaven's Gate at the pearly gates and. God will just give me this fat man rank. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> falling over. I'm the fat man falling over down into hell. Um, so that's all I've been playing, really. 
That's yeah, what he says right, when you go to heaven. He says, oh, oopsie. <laughs> what a mess. I guess we should talk about the, the game Max assigned for us. Woo! Uh, and that is Valiant Hearts, The Great War. And it really was a great, great war. <laughs> great, great <laughs> war. I mean, great, not as in like, you know, this was a lot of fun to be in this war. Excuse, like, a lot of people died, Jace. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I'm, no, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not that. It's not a fantastic um, but, war. <laughs> yeah. The incredible war. It's great war. in that it was large. Yeah. Um, so what, what consoles did you guys play this on? I'm curious. The PS4. Yeah, I played it on PS4 Ooh. because a while ago it was uh, one of the PlayStation Plus free games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I played it on Xbox One because it was free a while ago. <laughs> I played it on the iOS on my iPad. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. It'll have a unique... It's cool, but the controls were kind of... They were fine for the most part because there's not much, you know, emergent stuff you have to do. But when there's a pressing matter you have to get to or else it's game over, it's kind of very finicky and hard to do. Yeah. So there's like one part in the game where gas is following you and you've got to break the barbed wire. That was so hard with these touch controls. <laughs> it took like a... Several times to try and do. I imagine it was a very easy with the controller. So what do they have? Just like virtual buttons on the screen? No, no virtual buttons. You just tap. You have to hold tap on a side of the screen to go that way. Uh-huh. And um, and uh, they have little buttons that come up above your head that you can tap. Easy. So how yeah. do you call but, like the dog and stuff? You just tap the dog. There's a dog button on the left side of the screen. Oh, okay. and you Jace, can make you said there weren't any buttons. <laughs> But so, that's the only button. It's that's the only one. All right. Do you guys know? Get out of my case. Did this originally come out on? Uh, did it come out on like the Vita or something at first? Because I noticed on the Xbox One, a lot of the textures looked a little, like a little low res. Yeah, I saw that too. And you've got, yeah. you know, it's a bit fuzzy around the outsides and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, I believe it was. It's a console thing first, right? Hmm. Well, it was, it was, it was I think it was cross... PS3 and Xbox 360 first. It was yeah. cross. It was yeah, it was cross-platform everything. It was part of the mm. along with Child of Light. It was a game that Ubisoft made to leverage the kind of engine that they'd been using for the new Rayman games. With yeah. lots, so there's lots of lots of like taken 2D art and using, like, mesh deformation and that kind of flash animation, you know, different arms and parts stuff kind of style to turn a, mm. to turn a distinct kind of, like, a drawing style in the case mm. of... In, in the case of uh, Valiant Hearts, it's, like, ink drawings and stuff. In Child of Light, it yeah. was uh, watercolours. And turn them into, you know, be able to do animation with that and do events and stuff and turn that into a game. Yeah. Mm. I think they, that, I think they did, I think that art is probably one of the strongest parts of it because there's nothing else yeah, it definitely. looks like. Yeah, like yeah, quite, sure. quite... Definitely. Yeah, really expressive too. Like, it really went a long way to sort of putting, like, an emotional weight in the story. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, I just thought it was a... Like, just in terms of gameplay, it's a really nice... Uh, adventure point and click. Uh, it just doesn't have the complications of, say, like the old school um, possible uh, you know, options, like you know, Monkey Islands would, and all that kind of stuff would have. It's a real 
yeah. nice modernization and it limits what you can carry and everything like that and makes the whole like, a really neat, simple experience, makes it charming and fun, but it also kind of delivers you these cool you know, like little factoids about the Great War, um, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah I love that stuff. Yeah, we get, it's, it's a nice kind of way to introduce, you know, historic like, video games in a, of a serious nature and to, you know, young, a younger audience. I know for like I learned a lot of you know World War Two stuff. My interest in World War Two came from a lot of the old you know old school Call of Duties and Medal of Honors and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's nice to see people still doing that kind of thing and in such a charming and delightful way. Yeah. Hmm. But um, you know when I, when I came into the game because it's it's obviously there's not many games about World War One. It's it's yeah. very it would be a challenging game uh, challenging war to make a game about since it was mostly focused on trenched warfare. But um, when I started it, I expected it to be about the struggle, like the, a lot of the horrible shit that happened in World War One, and it is, definitely. But it also had a kind of um, vibe, like a kind of the Great Escape kind of capers, war adventures kind of vibe, like those fun car chase parts where you're mm-hmm. dodging obstacles that are synchronized to the music and stuff yeah. like that. Well, it gets yeah. kind of... It gets it gets pulpy with the, the Baron stuff because he's such a... Yeah. You know, that runs opposite to the kind of grey area of, like, these these two... Like, the two guys who are from the same... Like, who are in the same family but are drafted onto different sides of the wall. Yeah. Or, or the, the sort of weight of the... You know, the pictures and the text that they use to sort of explain the uh, historical background of what's going on. I think the I think the very first uh car bit is interesting because it kind of it's showing the it's showing the excitement that she has when she's going off to war and then that's contrasted with mm. how horrible it actually is when she gets there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, I, I was going to mention that part impact. because I particularly I particularly liked uh, the parts with Anna, where she was just helping out people in the war, and there's under this bridge, there's just a horrible, you know, bot, like corpses everywhere, just under that bridge, and you got to pull a dude out of it. It's all yeah. very yeah, terrible so. stuff that's happening. It's, it's a great like reflection of not just the historical fact, but like the historical like sort of emotional moment that yeah, sure. World War One was happening in. In like that, there's a yeah. sort of turn of the century idealism that's sort of torn apart by. Like the realities of how you know war has changed, and then yeah, exactly. You see that that sort of cute art style and the excitement, and you expect it to maybe take a sort of you know an uplifting look at you know a really horrible historical event, but instead it sort of you know that that cute art style kind of underscores how horrible everything is. Yeah, yeah sure. I also like during Anna's part if you are. There's certain doors that you have to unlock, and you get like a ring of keys, and you unlock it. But she unlocks doors by shaking her keys at the door, <laughs> which is, uh, I believe, the understanding of how keys work um, from the imagination of a two-year-old. Yeah, I just. Oh, I see. That's how doors happen. Yeah. I assumed it was a European thing. <laughs> <laughs> they used to, yeah, they used to not actually. Uh, it's been a modern event in technology that you actually have to put the keys in the lock. <laughs> That's mm. just, yeah, that's just the, the item use animation they've got, where you just shake stuff. Good. Uh, I was, well, I guess it's related, because do you guys think that the puzzles uh, were in service of, of the narrative and the gameplay? They all felt very kind of 
simple and times, not super interesting. In times they were. I think I think they're I think like getting the uniform that was an interesting part that I think had a yeah. you know made made you feel and you, during the puzzles like when you're getting stuff like when you're getting the uh parts for the uniform or other parts where you're getting like different uniforms it let you see a lot of it kind of makes you understand the kind of separations between like different classes and stuff and different if, you know, this is an area that only officers are allowed in, and you go in and you see what, you know, you can see that the officers are, like, have these freedoms that the other soldiers and stuff don't. Uh, something like the... Mm. When the... When he's in the POW camp, that's that was my favourite puzzle part, because you had this big... You kind of had this big area, you knew the stuff that you needed to get, but you had this big area on all the different puzzles to to do and you could take them bit by bit and the art was really evocative and there were lots of yeah. there's lots of detail going on with different characters doing things and playing games and stuff that isn't part of the puzzle and that mm. part made me feel like like you cuz he like it made me feel like he's he's here he's stuck here and he's doing like a little bit every day and he's he's like piecing together the plan in his head about how he's going to escape mm. I like that part yeah sure yeah, I, I definitely did. I definitely did think that some of the um, the puzzles were a bit, I don't know, a bit uh, like too far on the side of, of sort of pulpy or cartoony. The the one that springs to mind is the the using the pipe organ to you know yeah but mm. around the you know the Baron's ship and th- the, that seemed there's boss fights probably the weakest part of yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. in terms... Of, yeah, they felt very shoehorned in, you know. I think in terms of what the game's actually trying to achieve, you know, be a really, like, an accessible historical game for a younger audience, I think it's absolutely fine to have stuff like that, and, you know, it keeps it light-hearted without giving, you know, some pretty heavy content to young kids. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it for is it for young children, though? I, I like, a, game, a, a kid's going to be interested in games about World War One. I'd say so. I mean, like, it's... It's a delight. Like I would, you know, I with when Frankie was doing um, curatorship and all that kind of stuff, she was delving into interactivity in, you know, the whole World War One exhibits that were coming to you know Melbourne. So we got a, mm. I got a chance to show her that game when it first came out, and we both came to the conclusion that it would be an excellent teaching tool for a younger audience because, you know, it's light-hearted without being super super dark, and I think. Those puzzles lend to it. Um, yeah, it's, for what it like, is, I'm, I think it works. I think it's I think it's a good teaching tool, but I don't think it's something that would jump out uh, to a kid by itself. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And I think the like I don't think the the non the stuff with like the cook and the the serious stuff I think is stronger than the more goofy over the top stuff, but it's still. I don't think they take away from it that much. Right. I think it's still fine. You get and you get stuff like the spectacle with like going past the the wreckage of the zeppelin and stuff, which had a really nice yeah. parallax effect on all those different rings. And I thought yeah. that was that was nice. Yeah, cool. That was a good visual part. Mm. I liked it. Yeah, good there, there's, there's good. There's, there's good. I I probably. Um, 
I think I cried at the end. <laughs> I still haven't. You I still think? haven't finished it yet. So. Mm. Yeah, sure. Well, we'll have to get an update from Joey. Yeah, I, I, tears you should. Right. I definitely did appreciate um, sort of how it was a different genre. Yeah. From what you know, what you usually see as a historical game, historical games tend to be the strategy yeah. or uh, you know person. first person shooters. Yeah. Well, not so much nowadays, anyway. Like the whole World War Two shooter thing has come and gone. But yeah, yeah they're very they're very personal stories. Yeah, and it's nice yeah. to see like that really take place in a sort of a different genre of game and see it. You know, a, a war explored not so much in how the war was fought but more in the sort of emotional feel around the war yeah sure and how it affects people that that's really interesting i'd like to see like i'd really like to see more things like that yeah agreed yeah it comes in it comes in it comes in strong at the end with uh with the baron taking care of it it comes in strong with uh, a lot of emotional content hmm Oh, cool. What would you guys rate Valiant Hearts, I would, the Great War? I would rate it uh, six Franz Ferdinands. I would say that it is <laughs> uh, a great, great war. Yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, probably a gold star and number one game of all time. <laughs> Whoa! If we're Jesus. playing, all if right. we're you know, if we're just going, if we're going on the lowest end of the scale, yeah. then our best game ever. Yeah, I have a Best really game short, that'll ever exist. A really short memory. I just go my number one game is just the last game yeah, I played. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would give it a five um like inspiring songs that would play during like a charity commercial out of five. Yeah, nice. Because you heard that music a lot in your like collectible screen, that kind of <laughs> sad little ditty. <laughs> yeah. Five, There's a fair five, amount of that. Five shakes of the key the key chain. <laughs> Yeah, five shakes at the key at the door out of five. (laughs) All right, cool. All right, so we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we're going to come back with Pitch That Game. And we're going to blow your mind. We're going to kill you with our mind blowing. (laughs) All right, welcome back to Sky Pirate Podcast Aways, and we're going to do the segment Pitch That Game. The music will... The music will go here again. It's just if you didn't, if you didn't know the music goes here. So, uh, Maxwell, what game names do we have today? We have three game names, gentlemen. We have Contract Ooh. and Garden, Explosions <laughs> and Rage, and the ominously named Hunting Island. Love it. They're all gems <laughs> in my eyes. Goodness me. Alright, so we're going to choose uh, who goes first, uh, who gets to choose first as well, by uh, guessing, uh, playing a guessing game with Maxwell. And uh, today's guessing game, we have to each guess uh, what Max's favourite Shrek film is. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, you go first. What is Max's favourite Shrek film? I reckon it's Shrek 2 because of that part at the end where the limbless uh, gingerbread man is in the moat singing, which always freaked me out. Mm. Good, good. That was going to be my guess, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All, All right. right. Joey, what's yours? Uh, I think it's the Shrek spin-off Puss in Boots featuring Antonio Banderas. <laughs> oh. Good choice. Thank you. Solid right. choice. <laughs> Straight for the jugular. And, and, 
Yeah, and uh, and uh, I, I'll choose. I, I'm a traditionalist. I think Max is too. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? Jace is right. It's Shrek. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. Everyone knows that's the best. They I got, knew they I got... should have guessed that that Shrek 3D experience that you can only watch at theme parks. They've got Lord <laughs> Lord Farquaad, and also everyone's seen Shrek two way many time, way too many times, and no one's seen Puss in Boots. Yeah, well, no one's seen. I you. was, I was, I was not aware <laughs> of this idea that everybody has seen Shrek two <laughs> more times than they wanted. I've seen it more times than I wanted. I saw it once. Mm. Yep, fair call. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to start with Contract and Garden. Nice. Ooh. Okay, so you might not think... I, I'm not going in the direction you think I am with this, where it's it's a garden contract that you have to do this garden. You're a garden man, for sure. But you literally contract like your body <laughs> go like goes outwards like a co- accordion and you can like clip the trees up above you and you can like you know catch birds and put them in a cage for your garden it's it's basically animal crossing uh you do your own garden so you can put flowers and stuff in there put flowers in the air make clouds and stuff and put some use some nice plants up in there or like you know mow the lawn if you want, you can you can do all sorts of stuff because you can just contract and go everywhere uh, and freak everyone out in your neighborhood. But you can also uh, do gardens for other people, so it's a little bit like Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer <laughs> as well. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's got good gameplay. The music's very relaxing, and uh, you, it has co-op as well. So if you want to contract with a friend, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> I can already right, see it so, in my Steam list. I love it. That's right, you can play that right now. Recommended it's so for you. good of an idea. It has literally been brought to life. Um, okay, so for the next one here, uh, we're going to guess what Max's favourite DreamWorks film is. Oh, okay. you two, uh, Kevin, why don't you start? Ooh, DreamWorks, DreamWorks, DreamWorks. Did they do uh, the Polar Express? Yes. The creepy CGI Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shall we? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the obvious uh, Chicken Run, the classic. <laughs> chicken Run is Ardman. <laughs> no, I think DreamWorks published it. DreamWorks probably, they did They did work together on Flushed Away, I know that. Can I change my answer to Flushed Away? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I've, I've never You're heard of Flushed. Yeah. Okay, I changed back, I changed oh, back. I just looked up Chicken Run, it says DreamWorks Animation. Okay, you're right. Then. In your face. All right, so who's closest, Max? Well, my favorite is Ants. <laughs> um, but I'd definitely say <laughs> Chicken Run's pretty dope. Yes. yes. All right, go ahead, Joey. All right, I have chosen uh, what? What is it again? Hunting Island, gentlemen. We all know that man is the the, <laughs> the most dangerous game of all, right? But Yes, I do know that. Improve... <laughs> I know it from experience. <laughs> we can improve on this tenfold. What happens if man was mutated, you got to mutate them, and release them into your island and hunt them? It's part survival, <gasps> part spore, part, I don't know, survival game. It's a hell of a fun time on 
hunting island where you get to hunt the most dangerous game of them all. So, so uh, what, th- what are the mechanics here? Oh, it's a it's a straight up first person. Oh, okay. So you boot up the game. You're given a little introduction about your lovely tropical island, and then oh oh awesome, we've got a boatload of tourists coming in. Ah, but here's where it just starts to get really dark. You capture these tourists, put them in your little laboratory, mutate them in the most dangerous ways that you can possibly find, and then you release them, and then it gives you your you know. So that's your like theme park management section of the so, game and then so with that that mutation right. part are yeah. you like adding oh i'll add an arm yeah here it's, and it's a... like how the spawn the spore creature creation works <laughs> okay you know you, you make the most dangerous ones by adding teeth you know acid shooting arms legs spines and all that kind of stuff and so once we've done that you've got to manage how many cells you've got in your little like, i want to spore i want to spore first person shooter when you can just stick an extra arm in your chest and then you've just got another gun an extra gun <laughs> or a just cannon can you like can you put your can you make your body like a like a snake kind of like curly <laughs> thing so it's hard to shoot you well, you can make someone like that cuz you want to make you you want right. to make the cuz you can also possibly you know play with friends as well and you know you bag more money mm. the bigger game you hunt um, so if you manage to make a tourist into a snake man that has a cannon in his chest, power to you. You get more points for that. So once you've I done that, the, and you've I managed the, that. I up. want the Tim Burton expansion pack where Tim Burton <laughs> designs all the mutants. That would be pretty yeah, sweet, it's just huh? Curly like candy cane, black and white shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so then once you've done that, you get to go out and hunt them. A little bit of first person, or we could just keep it. You know, depending on what the people like. Pure uh, theme park management. Hmm. Or, however, like it could Sounds be, right. you could manage people coming to your park and charging them to hunt these mutants that you create. I'm sticking with that. No more first person. Oh, Boom. that's great. So it's All like right. a Jurassic. It's like a Jurassic Park. Yeah. So you handle the people coming in, <laughs> mutate them, and then charge big bucks for hunters to come in. Uh, Hunt these abominable. Yeah, creations. that's the perfect. That's the per, that's per, the perfect amount of being detached yeah. from it. <laughs> this this just, just sounds just this being sound, after the money. It sounds perfect. like a like a zoo tycoon mod. Yeah, that someone's made. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Where you can put yeah, it's just it's zoo tycoon, but you can put the people in the cages. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was a beautiful process. Man, we got to design the game as well as pitch it. <laughs> mm. All right. Explosions and Rage, Kevin. Explosions and Rage is a Shenmue clone <laughs> where you okay. play as uh, the the premier editor-in-chief of the Marvel Universe, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you, you're in a fully simulated uh, New York City and you're just, you're J. Jonah Jameson, you wake up and you brush your teeth and you go to work in at uh, the Daily, what is it? It's the Bugle. Bugle, Yeah, it's the Bugle. Um, And so you have a, you have a rage meter. This is the, this is key to the, to the character (laughs) of, of Jonah. You have a rage meter that you need to fill up. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to, you're going to have to write an editorial. And you want the most rage you can get because that's going to sell the most papers the 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 game at the end of the day is like a mini game where you just furiously mash all the buttons on your, mm-hmm. on your controller or your keyboard and, <laughs> like it, and it just spawns in yeah and it just spawns in words <laughs> you do as fast as you can to get as many words and you have like a multiplier based on how angry you are and you as a player are trying to do the things that 
make Jonah the most angry. <laughs> like on your way to work, you'll you'll see a car coming and you'll you'll time it so that you'll be right like on the spot where when the car hits the puddle it's gonna spray up on you. <laughs> you'll walk underneath birds waiting for them to drop drop shit on you. Uh, and just kind of generally inconvenience his day to uh, increase your rage meter to get those editorials out at the end of the day. I love it. Explosions uh. and uh, superheroes also uh, also anger him. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Spider-Man, your thing goes through the roof. That's perfect. All right. It's Max, a good iOS game. What are your thoughts on our games? Um, I'm a little bit confused by Contracting Garden. Um... I don't. I've never played What's Animal, there to be Animal Crossing, about? so um, I I just don't understand how contracting helps you with gardening. I was I was when you first said it. I was imagining that he contracted Some, garden right. as a disease, yeah. and then he turned into he was like the, the Zerg garden. from Starcraft, and he just spread out over the ground, and trees came out of him. It's a horrible body horror thing. It's one of the mutation oh. upgrades no, in uh, it's a much more peaceful <laughs> island. Um, yeah, explosions and rage. Um, I can see. I imagined it with like really sort of blocky PS2 graphics. Yeah, that's what they yeah, <laughs> for sure. It looks um, like I think I'd have to go with Hunting Island because I think Thank it's you. something I'd really play. I'd actually play that too. <laughs> Yeah, I genuinely manage my own uh, human hunting <laughs> island. There we go. That's another. Just... That's another thing. Sky pirates can do. We got our first. Yeah, we'll squirrel all these game ideas away. Yeah, we've got our first uh, kind of theme park game going on. <laughs> mm. Gosh, Don Joey, two weeks in a row the champ. winning. <laughs> the champ. <laughs> yeah, the, the reigning champ still. Joey Vanderveld. Oh, thank you. So, what's on the cards next week, boys? Alright, well, we don't have a Game of the Week next week because we got a Game of the Year extravaganza. Yeah, put on your tuxes, boys. Oh, <laughs> yeah, put on your Sunday best because we're just going to be talking about our favourite games that came out in 2K15. Make sure that you um, only we... play the top games of 2015. Otherwise, next week you won't know, you won't have the background. You'll be missing out. That's right. You better play Mario Kart. Oh wait, that didn't come out this year, did it, Kevin? No, did but it? it's the only no. game I've played. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game that I. That's the game that's that's the latest game that I've played. Everything else come out before that. Perfect. Mm. So we're going to be talking about our, our top five, each of our top five respective games of the year, and uh, talk about our runners up a little bit. And it's going to be a fun old time. You should uh, you should uh, get involved too, listeners. You can. Tell us your favourite games of the year at uh, podcasterways at skypiratestudios.com. What was that email again? Free. And send us... Uh, that is uh, podcasterways at, the little at thing, skypiratestudios.com. That just gave me uh, goosebumps. If you want to help That's me out right. and mm-hmm. help me even think of what five games were that came out in 2015, <laughs> you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Sky Pirate Studio, and you can also send questions there. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, I'll, some wild. pretty pictures. I don't know about you guys, but I've got like twenty games to consider. I think I've got four, I'm so okay. I'm going to have to play another one before next week. <laughs> Fair call. Yes. 
What about you, Joey? Uh, I definitely have a game. Um, I just don't know which one uh, I'll be talking about. <laughs> you guys about. suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> don't even have five games each. Yeah. All right, so look forward to that. Well, that, was a, that was a fun little cast, guys. Good job, everyone. All right. Catch you later, boys awesome. and gentlemen. It was nice serving with you fellas, as that would say, in the war. Because we talked about a war game. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, I'll, I'll just leave. If that's <laughs>
depending on the answer, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't. If she answers yes, then you're you're married. You're yeah, done. That's exactly. what I. That's that's what I said when I met Jacinta. <laughs> oh, I, I see. Was like, I was doing a bit where I was the guy who uh, who comes up to your door and rings the bell, and you mm-hmm. open it, and he goes, "Hi, I've got four pictures of Spider Man. Do you mm-hmm. want some?" Ooh. <laughs> Here's what I've got. There, this, there's four. All Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Amazing, if you will. I mean, how can you say no? Um, imagine that. He can shoot webs out of his hands. Imagine. 